think it's recording. We're gonna try this new. So I have got warnings that I've never, you know, normally sometimes the internet won't connect and I'll have to restart it because the ethernet won't connect, which I guess is what happens with a two year old MacBook that wasn't meant for terabytes and terabytes of podcasts. But it, I got some warnings I've never received before. And then my webcam finally pulled up and, and every, the flag was in color. This half was in color this half was not in color. It was black and white. And then my face was like neon blue. So, so that's always a good sign that, that we're knocking on all cylinders. Not that this is my livelihood or anything. Thanks Apple for never letting me down. Jesus Christ in heaven. Is it a coincidence that Apple's releasing new computers next week? I think not. Yeah, it totally is. It is definitely not planned obsolescent shit that it's, Apple is it's incredibly notorious for. I swear to God, dude, on April on April 20th when they released a new iMac, I swear to God, that morning all my shit stopped working. I swear to God. And um, so, but for everybody listening, Don the Pleb is alive. And I, I am not dead. He's not dead. And mm. I might be dead soon. Cannot confirm whether or not I'm a Fed, but we cannot confirm. You know. Well, so Don helped me yesterday because we were trying to. By we, I mean Don was hopelessly trying to show me how to to enhance my video. It it didn't work is is the conclusion, but I was just recording different selections just to see how it came up, and I uploaded them so I could see how they looked on my phone, and then I wanted to show Don, so I just I changed them from private to public to show Don and I was like hey there's the video quality I'm trying and then forgot to put him back to private and within like 10 minutes they got more a 7 second video of you of of you not even saying you took a puff of a cigarette and I said let me try recording this block that got more views than the prior episode I just did and you, I, you know what's funny about that is I went back and watched that episode after we talked and that's intense as fuck it's a guy that was at the Mandalay Bay shooting. He he brought he brought a, a he he brought victims, gunshot victims to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Seven seconds of dawn, not saying a word. <sighs> he's uh, actually he goes he talks a bunch in there. He's like, yeah, there was a guy with a black truck, and he went back a few times uh, to go get more people and take them to the hospital. The video of him, I think, is substantially more famous than the one that he's talking about because I, I have the video of him in oh, really? his truck getting people. Yeah, really? you should have him on, Don. Not that, not that you're. The thought sh- occurred to me, and if there was some possibility I was regularly going to be doing shit again, I would. Me, 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 me. Well, I started yeah. getting messages like Don's alive, and then, and then uh, David O'Neill, who's been on here several times. Uh, he started sending me screen caps and it was like, it's like, yo, Don's alive. Don's alive. Everyone look, Don's alive. And then the, and then the, apparently the, the thought occurred, well, Tommy's good at Photoshop. How do we know that? Well, I can't do video editing. I can do Photoshop. So the video editing was real, but, but then it arose. How do we know this was taken today? What did, do we need? Is this a proof of life video? Which is why I messaged you this morning. Hey, do you have a newspaper? And you were like, "Why the fuck would I have a newspaper?" And, that, like, let's see here. It's, it's my phone. It should say June fourth. It just says the time. June. 4th. Okay. All right. Yeah, we can see it. Yeah. 
Well, I'll, I'll, you can see my giant fucking light. <laughs> yeah, Don's alive. Um, it can't be confirmed nor denied that he's uh, not in my basement and that he's not a sex slave now. And um, if Don, why knows would what, anyone want to confirm or deny that? It would. You would be great if, like, I was like leaning to the side to get my water bottle, and like my shoulder kind of leaned into your frame. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Just send me the video after, and I'll put it in there. It's just, it's just clearly you chained to my foot, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, you stay there, boy. And you're like, Tom, if I do this episode, will you release my kids? And I'm like, I won't make any promises. <laughs> I, li- I like the way you fight, boy. You're like Tommy. You're like Jesus Christ, dude. It's, but um, yeah. So Don's alive, and uh, he's not dead. And to the uh, to to dissident writer. Uh, with fucking the, called out with the <laughs> got to call him out with the, with the Pepe icon, who was concerned that Don and or myself uh, are CIA because we did an upload and um, I can't confirm that Don's not CIA and I don't know if you can trust me, but I will say that I don't think we're CIA, not that I'm aware of. Well, I, that is what Dale told us to say, right? That is what Dale told us to say. Dale, we're Dale, we're saying it. <laughs> Just fucking little laser right up on my eyebrow. I'm like, I'm like damn, what, damn, damn, we're saying. But um, yeah. But uh, and then to make things worse, people start saying, "Oh, oh, he only put up seven seconds." Because sometimes I do that now, and I have on a guest that talks about the verboten subjects. And oh, man. so we'll. I, I'll talk about all the verboten subjects you want. <laughs> well, it it you'll do as you're told, and you'll get your food if you're lucky. <laughs> But like I said, I'll talk about what you want. I'll talk whatever you want, Tommy. Just you'll know Don's in trouble when Don's like Don's looking at the camera and he's like, "Is a redistribution of wealth that bad of an idea?" Yeah, yeah, that that would be a good sign. <laughs> Tom, have you ever really looked into critical race theory? There's some really great stuff in there, Tom. <laughs> but oh. well, people started wondering, was that a seven second teaser? And they're like, oh, put up the full video on Rumble. And I was, it's like, there was no full. That, that is the full There's video. Nothing. There's nothing. It's just so realizing that I am nothing more than I literally have my count. I have my Zoom meeting reminding me. It just says fag. So I guess that I guess that's you. And uh but you know we might as well just jump right into the verboten. Um Oh by all means, let's get kicked off YouTube immediately. Let's just, that's no one will believe we did an episode. I'll be like, I swear it was uploaded. Um <laughs> Well, I'm down to one strike now. My first strike expired. So now Wow, I, now, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I think I, th- I think mine is uh couple more weeks yeah um which no i i am not like banned from uploading i just have a community guidelines warning that hypothetically will expire i think you get three warnings and then you start getting strikes and then you get one strike you're off for a week two weeks or two strikes you're off for two weeks three strikes you're off for good but if you if you play by the rules and you be a good juden you can go back out and play if you let your strike expire Seriously, though. Uh, So I don't know if they have a a limit on the number of uh, warnings they give you, but it's just a fourth strike that doesn't have anything that fucking causes you a problem, uh, supposedly. But I don't know. I I have a bunch of these things over the years, so. It's weird. It's that's why I have my backup channels. I use them as like my canaries 
I put them up and I see what happens when I get one strike, two strike, three strikes. I see what videos do get tagged and which oddly enough, if you have enough backup channels, they don't they don't uniformly ban you for stuff. Episodes with no, Claire don't. have slipped through on other ones. So, so the the thing that I get is after I did that uh, I think the first or second walk with the Proud Boys out in DC, uh, a bunch of Antifa uh, Antifa followed me. And so they very clearly just show up in waves and then like mass fucking report the channel. <laughs> so I get a bunch of weird fucking shit where it's like, oh, the, these 25 videos are under review. And I'm like, fuck is that <laughs> this was about nothing what are you talking like i read a book <laughs> just ban me just fucking do it mm. it's coming uh and there's you know i keep telling people get the fuck away from youtube but yeah. you know i i i run all of my shit as live streams and disable youtube chat i still can't get people off fucking youtube dude i i don't i don't i don't push youtube links anymore i just push spotify for audio and i push rumble and bit shoot i try i finally got i finally got my uh response to my monetization request from rumble or no, uh, from youtube, YouTube. yeah yeah, oh, yeah? <laughs> I, I i got i got i became qualified on october 1st 2020 seven weeks or seven days to hear back at most 30 yeah i got a response on june 1st yeah that's we, we so... regret to inform you that your yeah, channel we're, cannot we're not be monetized. Now we know, we know this is difficult for you to hear. And I just don't you love their semantics? It's easy if you would like to avoid future troubles. You could maybe what are the they have the four R's? We we uh, we remove hateful content. We restrict misinformation. Um, we remove. We restrict. Uh, we regulate. I think it's like controversial topics and we reward channels who follow the rules. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so if they did any of that, all of the stuff that they've been banning us for, they, they would have banned because uh, I think it was Crowder. I heard the other day go, uh, you know, I need new conspiracy theories because all the old ones are true. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it, it is. Of they are. It, yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it's what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and, and news? 30 days. I was gonna, yeah, no, 12 <laughs> to 18 months. Yeah, it's, that's the, right. the, the meme I saw. Is, hey, for everyone that's uh, surprised now about the Fauci emails, wait till we circle back and cover the election. Oh, man. So <laughs> even though I haven't been like actively producing anything, a whole shit ton of people started DMing me the, uh, the Fauci emails. And they were like, oh, my God, have you seen this? And I was like. Look, dude, if a guy in his back room with a pleb hat knew this shit uh, over a year ago, the dude who was funding the lab knew. Yeah. It's just like, that's it. The yeah. end. Come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously he knew. I think it's interesting to see the emails come out. And what's weird is in Fauci's email, the pores in an N95 or any commercial mask are far too large for nanoparticulates. Yeah. The episode that I got banned for two weeks for <laughs> was, yeah. doc was Dr. Roger Hodkinson, MD, PhD from Cambridge, coming on and saying, I'm not against the vaccine. 
I think vaccines are good. I do, however, think that the pores and commercial masks are too large for nanopart. I mean, almost verbatim. Yeah, I got well, iced. I, that and the uh, well, just just put a piece of you know, just put your shirt over your face, kind of dumb shit. Like, say what you want about N95 masks. They're uh, the you know the the even the cheapo crap masks that they hand you at Walmart or wherever you know you go, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, would you like a mask, sir? That that is better. Uh, that is woven tighter than your fucking t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's been like, oh, just just put on like a neck gaiter. Uh, that will work just as well. And I went, you got like that doesn't stop anything, right? I- <laughs> there was, there was, it was almost like a South Park episode when I worked at that liquor store. We'd all be sitting around inside, like sitting on like the like the checkout counter with like our masks around our necks. And we'd be talking and we'd be looking outside at like a group of like guys getting ready to go to the beach and they'd be all getting out of their truck with their masks around their neck and they'd come up to the front door and they'd pause and they'd all put them on and we'd look at each other and we'd all put them on (laughs) and they'd come in and we'd do our little improv where we all pretended we were in a pandemic and then they'd leave and we'd leave and just take them all off. Are there going to be, not that you fucking know, Don and all of your, with your TSSCI clearance at the CDC, and I know that's not true because you're locked in my basement, but is, are we going to see anything come of like the, of what seems to be Fauci's emails or the Wuhan lab theory? And furthermore, no. could we finally, or maybe not officially, will we see, or do they want to be stuck in the matrix that... We're starting to see now an actual shift. We're seeing a real-time shift. Just like the idea of the deep state used to be something that was relegated to the you know the depths of the internet, and now it's just on nightly news, again, 12 to 18 months. We're seeing this idea of the Overton window. We're actually seeing it shift in real time to where two weeks ago, if you posted anything about Wuhan lab theory, you would have uh, you, you you would be removed from Facebook, and now it has been deemed uh, it has been deemed discussable by Facebook. Are we going to see something where is there going to be? And obviously, we're not going to see any official like penalties because that doesn't happen. No one gets it. The motherfuckers that killed JFK are still fine. Like it's there's no there's never going to be any official pushback, but. Are we going to see something where now people look at and they go, oh, let's say it's six months from now, it turns out it was, we have indisputable evidence that it was from Wuhan. And we're going to see all these big tech companies who had suppressed all speech. At the very least, are we going to, is there going to be some sort of like unwritten, unspoken lesson that society learned? Like, oh, look what happened to people. I, I'm not against uh, censoring, but in the case of a pandemic, censoring <laughs> might be necessary. And now we're all seeing, oh, wait. Censorship, the one time we tried it, look, it actually was bad. And again, not that you have the fucking answer to it, but well, so Professor Dawn, no, take it away. We're not going to see shit. Okay. And this isn't the one time we've tried censoring. We've okay. censored a lot of stuff in the history of this country. Like we like to forget that the Fairness Doctrine existed, which was a second cousin of uh, censorship. The, the, the premise of the Fairness Doctrine was – uh, if you if you had a, a Fox News and Fox News didn't exist for 
the vast majority of this, but, you know, and then you've got Sean Hannity on there talking about how, I don't know, Biden is evil or whatever. You had to have somebody else to come by and go, well, it turns out that Biden's a super good guy and, and he's just doing the right thing. And, you know, he's uh, he's going to be making some mistakes but because he's human, but uh, he, he's a super good guy. And Donald Trump is uh, literally double-headed, six-dicked Hitler. So, you know, we could be worse off. Uh, and th- this was the premise. Uh, well, I don't know. How, how much are you sucking off Biden? De- devil's uh, advocate, guys. Do you, <laughs> guys, hear me out. And it's just you and Claire saying, fuck off. But We're not, we're not hearing out shit. We're not uh, hearing out shit. <laughs> but but this was, you know, this is a thing in the 70s, I think, is we had that. And the, the premise was you would get a more balanced set of ideas because you'd hear the other side, even though... Only one side ever hears the other side. The left never hears what the right has to say. They never have heard what the right has to say. They've never cared. They never will care. Uh, And this is basically the answer to the question, right? And on top of that, we've censored some other shit in about a million different ways. But look, we... We play the gatekeeper game, and we always have since the advent of the FCC, which is something like 1920. Uh, You know, there's a bunch of stuff that's censored because of them. And it never helps. It never, uh, you know, it never promotes the right outcome, even though that's exactly what they tell you all the time, right? Uh, And the... Then you get a bunch of uh, douchebag people come back and write studies that go, well, you need to understand that, like, uh, we got the correct outcome because we censored. Like, if we hadn't have censored all the racists who just hate the Chinese and the poor Asian people who were good boys that didn't do nothing, then we wouldn't have got to the right answer because we would have just got caught up in racism. And it wouldn't have been about the Wuhan lab. It would have been about how we could hate Asian people. I just uh, And so we got to the right answer, but only because we censored. I just imagine a soy boy with, with that voice, with thick rimmed glasses and for whatever reason he's got you know those like automatic like milkers oh yeah <laughs> I, I, imagine, oh, yeah. I imagine he's wearing those and he has a neon blue mohawk yeah and the, the important thing is he is indeed eating the bug and broadcasting from his pod yes yes it's the thing the thing that always gets me about censorship is well one it, it doesn't work no, it, it didn't work when they tried to censor Eminem we just wanted to hear him more Two, when it does work, everyone ends up dead. <laughs> and always, I mean, it always turns into a black and white. The only difference between censorship today and censorship in human history is that now the photos of the piles of bodies and train cars will be in stunning 8K color as opposed to a grainy black and white in a social studies book. Yeah. That's about uh, the only yeah, difference. I mean, well, yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll be one of them, most mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. I so. mean, hell, you. You know, well, well, at least we'll lose some weight. You know, we'll we'll look great. Indeed, we'll that's look, my diet plan. What's <laughs> your diet plan? The inevitable genocide. All right. Yeah. It, you know, as soon as I get put in the concentration camps, I figure pound a day, so I need to get a lot fatter, so I can survive a year. <laughs> when you look at it, though, the thing that gets me. Uh, the thing that gets me with censorship above everything else, there are a million reasons and you and I could jerk each other off onto why it's bad. The one thing that always gets me is what it implies is that you're too stupid to think for yourself. That's what it implies. 
You know, uh, when you're a kid, when you're a kid, and your parents go, they can't, you can't learn about the birds and the bees. They're implying that you're too, and that might be correct when you're three years old, and mm-hmm. you still got another decade or another two decades of brain development. Sure, when you're an adult and people go, it needs to be censored. What you're saying is, is I'm too fucking stupid. I have too much water in my brain to think for myself, and that's what I. And I think maybe some people are okay with that. I don't know. It, it's not. It's not even implied. They'll they'll outright tell you, right? Um, you know, well, if you let the fascists talk, then everyone will become a fascist. Well, then and, maybe fascism is the way to go. That's a great soundbite, yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of context, Tommy. Flag waving. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the, uh, we we are so horrendously lost ideologically anyway that basically everything is fascism it's not communism at this point for uh, at least 20 percent of the country uh you know that they're quite literally repeating stalin talking points so and by the way we're letting them and they're winning and no one wants to hear that right well uh dawn we're we're winning look at the look at the audits in maricopa county like okay uh who's in the white house and what's what's going to come of the audit would we just gonna remove biden and then harris and then pelosi and somewhere in here trump is gonna run to be speaker of the house and then he's gonna become president is that the plan my (laughs) my yeah my concern always is or always has been as sure as i am that the election was stolen and that right there now means this episode will be on rumble and BitChute on spotify Mm-hmm. The election was stolen by a vaccine. Just, let's, just, <laughs> let's, just, let's just double down. That, by the way, is killing people. That was a uh, that a vaccine produced from black on black crime is what stole the election. There we go. Mm. Now I'll never be allowed to upload again. Indeed. Uh, in fact, thirteen percent of the vaccine population is causing fifty five percent of the death. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fuck! What if that what? That's the that's the evidence that we live in a simulation. If if, if those statistics came out, <laughs> that statistic is true about a slightly different minority. Well, I discussion. know, I know. That's I'm saying the simulation would be. It's like what Rogan said, in like one of his early episodes. I remember listening. He goes, "Do you ever think that the universe is just kind of giving us hints to wake up?" Like a guy named Anthony Weiner gets caught sending dick pics. He's like Weiner. Sending Wiener? All right, they didn't wake up. Let's keep it going. Fuck it. Throw Trump in the White House. Maybe they'll wake up. And it's just the idea is the universe is trying to wake us up to realize that we're in a dream. And if we don't wake up, it just keeps throwing crazier and crazier bait out there. I would say the modern bait is that that Pentagon's acknowledging UFOs. Seriously, like you want to you want to go with the the Wiener discussion, and you think it's Pentagons and UFOs, and not oh look look at her and her her barrettes. She could be like 19 years old. Oh, she she looks like a great adult. And by the way, if you don't know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about, that was the president of the United States yeah. talking about a preteen. Yeah. Yeah. While the president. This wasn't some leaked video. This is him it, at a podium like, like a couple weeks ago. Like 15 days like ago. Right. <laughs> like June June 4th, 2021. Um but yeah, no, no, no. The universe, it doesn't just do big ones. It releases little tiny things all the time, too. I mean it, it's it releases little things like them changing the definition. Webster, Miriam, 
Merriam-Webster, Webster, them changing the definition of vaccine so that it could be considered a vaccine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that true. And anti-vaxxer and uh, a few other things, right? I mean, but that's if you if you think that these things are going to wake people up, as it as it were, um, I think that is a a function of inexperience, right? That that's because that's what I'm learning. Plato's the, allegory uh, of the cave for. Four years ago now, uh, I think Miriam. I think it was four years ago now, give or take. Uh, Merriam-Webster changed the definition of literally to figuratively. That's hilarious. because stupid Valley girls would run around going literally, and then mean figuratively. But even that in itself would be like the opening scene to the movie or the documentary of when we realized we lived in a computer simulation. This one literally was changed to figuratively. And that literally happened, not figuratively. Mm-hmm. Like that's the opening line. But And that that's that's the thing though, is that the, for those for people who get involved in, in politics or, or even just serious real world discussions, uh over in I, I see this over and over and over again, right? And almost everybody I talk to at some point asks me about this. And they're like, Well, like, isn't this gonna wake people up? Like, think about how crazy this is, right? And I'm like, Yeah, okay, so uh tell me about redlining. Like, oh man, it was really bad. It was when like the banks were denying black people mortgages because they were black. And I'm like, Yeah. Back in uh, when when that happened, the the seventies, right? Is well, is seventy two something like that. That's when the the redlining court case happened. Yeah, man, and like it was like we're such a racist country over it, and you know everybody blah 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 blah. The racism, like yeah, that, that seventy five report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that uh, that that said. Uh, that they were getting denied mortgages because people with 350 credit scores were pl- applying for half million dollar homes while making minimum wage and that explains something like 90% of the denials and the court case was entirely wrong I think that might have woken people up because it seems like that might have woken people up so the next time you think something major enough is happening remember that remember that you probably today watching this think that redlining was a serious and big problem in this country that every major commentator in the country will happily tell you how racist everybody was because of my redlining and it's bullshit <laughs> i i thought redline was was a caffeine drink that too me and, uh, my, and that one is at least real <laughs> we, we, we used to me and my buddy Benji used to drink that in, in college. We'd sit up all night playing Grand Theft Auto Five right when it came out. We'd just drink Redline. We'd drink, we'd drink it. Oh, yeah. We uh, the, the inside. <laughs> we'd have to stay on the couch because if we moved around, our hearts would speed up too much. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, that's how you knew it was fun. But that, that's that's funny because that is exactly what I used to drink while running convoys because. Otherwise, you fucking fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. Redline. It's I can still remember four hundred and sixteen milligrams of caffeine, and it had cinephrine in it, which they now know causes heart attacks. But you know, woo. Yes, that's the whole point of redlining, I suppose. But yeah, it's it's one thing I've realized over the years is it's like when I tried to I don't know, like in in college when I would try to con con you know I would get made fun of for studying all the time, and I would. Exp- 
I would try to explain. I was like, hey, look, call like this is really fun, but I was like, I, I think that like college is going to end sooner than we think, and like we still have a lot of our lives ahead of us, and maybe maybe it's worth studying during the most fun time of our life for a lifelong uh, absence of pain. That is, what if I gave up partying for a couple of years to be a so I could be a doctor and have a life of uh, of financial safety? And I remember most of my friends would just make fun of me and I could, and I always got so angry cause I couldn't explain it. And then even when I did get into medical school and, and college was over and my friends were like, fuck, I wish I studied. I'd still try to go back and show like, and then it didn't work. And so I tried to start this podcast and I tried explaining to people, I was like, look, maybe if I just do an episode every day and I build guests upon guests and network, I could grow, I could build it into this thing that made money and no one really paid attention to me. And I finally realized about halfway through that the only thing dumber than the people I was trying to convince was myself (laughs) was myself for thinking I could convince them the only thing dumber than a dog at calculus is the human who's wasting time trying to teach the dog calculus and you know know what uh, you know the term time preference means no so it's what you're describing okay right uh, so high time preference, you want stuff now. It's the instant gratification culture, uh, and then low time preference, you're willing to sacrifice now for the future. Okay. Uh, and it's a economics term about how people invest their time and capital. It's sort of like whether or not you you will buy a hamburger or you know go home and and make chicken at a dollar a pound uh, because you you know either way you've got ten bucks right now and so you can go home and make a chicken dinner for you know a buck fifty or you can uh, buy a ten dollar hamburger out of you know a Carl's Jr. or whatever yeah. right uh, and if you want it now and you want that instant gratification you will not be very inclined to do highly successful things later it's basically what your credit score metrics uh but you're not allowed to for a bunch of legal reasons say that you're metricing time preference you have to do some roundabout way of doing it it's why we have sats instead of iq tests because the sat is an attempt to duplicate an iq test but iq tests are illegal uh because we decided that they were racist and on and on and on it goes and if you go listen to people like jordan peterson he will tell you that there's a marshmallow test that they give three-year-olds uh, or something like that. It's three or four or five, something like that, it, 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 down by kindergarten age. And the idea is you set a marshmallow on the table and you tell the kid, look, if you don't eat the marshmallow before I come back into the room, you get two. Uh, and if you eat it, that's the only one you get. And so you turn around, you walk out of the room, you come back, you see whether or not they ate the marshmallow. If they did, they are higher time preference. If they didn't, they are lower time preference because they see the benefit in the future. And then uh, Peterson will tell you, oh, this is unchangeable, right? So you're you're either uh, a, a higher time preference or lower time preference individual. And it's on a, it's on a spectrum, but... Uh, you know, either you lean one way or the other and it's unchangeable. And the same people will go on to tell you that shorter and shorter form content effectively creates an instant gratification culture and that uh, this is really the problem with our society. That's why if you show your kids uh, stupid cartoons that are making just slapstick jokes at, you know, uh, the rate of two or three a minute, you will get a lower time preference kid that likes instant gratification. Uh, 
in all reality, we're idiots. We we clearly can figure out that uh, you can train people into lower time preference. We just refuse to acknowledge you can. Uh, I'm sorry, you can train people into higher time preference. We just refuse to acknowledge that if you could do one, you could probably do both. And so uh, we get the same usual problem where the side who is trying to do something good goes, well, trying, you know, what what it is that we're trying to do is is literally impossible. And the side that's trying to do something shitty is like, oh, yeah, we know how to do that. Right? <laughs> we'll make that happen instantly. And it, it, this is, uh, you want to talk about cultural rot? Uh, there, there it is, right? The, the guy that runs the iHypocrite uh, channel and Twitter account and all that stuff wrote a book during the same time that I was writing a book, he's just much faster, uh, about time preference called time preference, the thing that controls our era or something like that. And he wrote it and I went, well, then I'm not going to write the same fucking book, but it's out there. You can go find it. Um, and it's talking about how low time preference people do dumb shit because they want instant gratification. And by the way, everyone knows what this is, whether or not they've ever heard the terms high or low time preference, because you've heard your grandfather say, stupid kids these days want everything right now. This goddamn instant gratification culture. Uh, and look they're kind of right you know when when all the uh you know the all the smart internet commentators come out and we say shit like uh, hey maybe we shouldn't rush a vaccine that we don't know the side effects of and the vast majority of the culture answers with but that means i can go back to having barbecues man high time preference right they i just want my barbecue now i just want the powers that be to tell me it's okay to go back to drinking at the bar on friday uh and by the way i'm not going to examine the choice that is the powers that be have to tell me that it's okay right i'm yeah. not going to ask what the precedent is i'm not going to ask how that's going to affect the future I'm, we're not going to talk about how ridiculously fascistically authoritarian that is we're just going to shrug and go like man i just want to go back to the bar and drink and that's that's it the, these kinds of people are very easy to control uh you know they you, you promise them anything and then they're happy you give them anything they're even happier uh th this is how you enact socialistic policy because it doesn't matter if maybe next year we're gonna stop i don't know producing new medical outcomes that save lives in the meantime my health care is free right now and that's what's important you know, it, and this is the fight that most people don't even know they're having, right? So for everybody who's out there trying to red pill people and all this other kind of shit, you're trying to convince a guy who burns his entire paycheck on the same day that he gets it and burns it, by the way, on beer so he can spend the entire weekend really, really hammered or stoned or whatever, that he needs to take a longer view than the next say six months when this motherfucker can't take a longer view than the next two days yeah right? yeah no you're you're <clears throat> you're absolutely correct and man if that doesn't just beg the question of i mean is there anything worth fighting for are are the elite and the intelligent just going to just going to survive and that's the re that's what's that's what's sharpened the knife of that's what's whittled down the biosphere to what it is now. You don't have sharks trying to teach the less aggressive sharks that you just got to be ruthless. It's like no, they're just selected for, and they're the most most ruthless motherfuckers around. You don't is is, is it sort of like is, is there any point in fighting it? Is is those who see it are they just going to rise above? 
and create, I guess, whatever. What do they think, like, the successor to Homo sapiens are going to be? It's like it's like Homo cosmosis or something or Solaris. And it's like as we move into space and then it's like transcend us. And it's like as we move out of, like, biology and into, like, some sort of weird kind of, like, uh, intangible kind of hybrid silicon, like titanium, carbon fiber, neural link. Is there any way is, – is trying to – teach the masses that like hey you, you they can't give you back your freedom to go out because it was never theirs to take is there any point in trying to teach anyone that or i mean is it like is it like trying to teach the 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 bear that nine out of ten bears step on the trap and get shot and one keeps going do you intervene in that or do you just go yeah i guess nature's selecting for the bear that doesn't step on the claw Eventually, do you just take your hands off and go, yeah, there's probably going to be a small group of 1,000 to 2,000 hyper-intellectual billionaires who can see an entire field of 7 billion variables with a bunch of natural resources and economics and technology. They can map everything. They can create their own systems, propel themselves above, put everyone else down, and then teach them to go do something stupid. Are we just kind of culling this very elite, you know, like uh, on Django when he pours the beer and then he takes the, the wooden thing and scrapes off the foam? Are we just selecting for a foam of hyper-intelligent Elon Musk's and Bezos and one of their facets are just mercilessly ruthless, hardworking and intelligent and who see far, far ahead uh, Elon talking about using Zip2 to start PayPal, to start Tesla, to start SpaceX so that he can put us on another planet. Are we just selecting for that? And are people who try to raise the alarm or or at least try to shed light on it like you and I, are we just a step above the retards but still below the elites because we still think this thing's worth saving? Hey, if everyone cups their hands, or if everyone gets in single file line, we could maybe all fit on the existing lifeboats versus do you just got to be like a John Jacob Astor and just go up to someone and hand them a million dollars and go, give me a spot on that lifeboat. And do you just get on the, the rescue boat and just sail off? And don't worry about the retards who all 30 of them jumped on a one ship and it flipped over and then they died of hypothermia. Is there anything worth saving? Or do you just quietly take care of you and your own and watch the here's, world burn? Here's, here's the problem. In all of those scenarios, there is a massive detriment to whoever the retard is. Well, right? th- well that's what I'm saying. Is, is But can they even be saved? Well, they don't want to be. Precisely. And so could they? Sure. Uh, I think people discount what the phrase necessity is the mother of invention means. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you leave a bunch of horrible people alone and they have to suffer the consequences of their actions, they will very quickly become not horrible people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the simple reality is they will either die or They'll figure out how to not be horrible people very quickly. We're not going to do that. Like what we have done is we have come by and made sure that they can't die while being horrible people, right? And they don't have to uh, watch their friends and fa- you know people talk about oh man back in like you know the twenties nobody was as horrible like well yeah if you didn't wash your hands in a time before antibiotics you got 
diseases and died if you know there there wasn't all of the uh, retrovirals that we have stocked hospitals full of you caught the wrong virus you died you know and that was just it death was a part of life people knew it was a consequence furthermore uh you know polio existed and was horrendously debilitating so if you didn't do whatever the the common wisdom was to avoid that which by the way was all dumb shit but still right you did things that made you a better person or you starved Mm -hmm. or you died or you were homeless and these days that's not really how it works but furthermore if you do kind of the bare minimum that's not actually work you have an iphone you have cable tv you have the internet you have 70,000 different kinds of bread and circus that you can engage in. You are effectively the rich of even 25 years ago. Uh, You know, I mean, people complain about how horrible it is to be poor in this country. For fuck's sake, at the time I was born, you know, the middle class was worse worse off than the poor of this country is now. Mm -hmm. And it's terrible to be poor in the United States. Fuck right off. No, it isn't. (laughs) Right? Poor people are fat. That says everything you need to know. Right. You know, and that just go back one generation and that's not how it was. Right. Uh, Go back two generations and poor people were starving to death. Um, And to be fair, it wasn't that bad then. But, um, you know, my grandfather, my uncle, who is not, you know, substantially older than me, 20, 30 years, something like that. at some point was homeless and ate grapefruits for a couple of months is the only thing that he ate because there was a grapefruit tree on the way to his job. That does not exist anymore. Yeah. No one does that. Well, well, well it does, but they become billionaires now. Steve jobs, getting a free, getting a free meal from the local church and collecting cans while sleeping on his buddy's futon. And he dropped out of school, but then he just went in and sat in on every class and got a free education. It does still exist. Jobs is the same generation as my uncle. Don, will you shut the fuck up? (laughs) The point is this. It seems that you can put in what used to be expected. Yeah, make it work. But now, instead of that, that used to just be what they did in the Great Depression. If you simply, just like the poor of today or the rich of back then, the hard workers of back, or the normal, I guess, responsible individuals who ate nothing but a grapefruit on their way to work... Those are now, if you can just use that work ethic, you now don't become average. You, you can become a billionaire. Hmm. In a way, ha- have the we... The biggest problem along the way is getting through the managerial retards that we have put as middle management, right? Because if you if you work for someone who's a royal piece of shit and you have a great work ethic, they will do everything they can to destroy you. I think that is in place. I think that is a form of selection to become elite. You have to mm. acknowledge that. And go, oh, okay, I got to work around this. To me, that's mm-hmm. just another hurdle. That's just, it, it was a square and a square hole and then a circle and a circle hole. But now the problem's a little more complex. And you have to go, I can work really hard. And although the corporate structure says that I will be rewarded, I can see that this guy's milking my results for his own gain. So what do I do? I save up money, start my own thing on the side, circumvent that, buy out the company. And then if worse comes to worse, get a mercenary and ISIS family. But, you know, that's that's, <laughs> that's really ruthless. But the point is, is I think that's part of the natural selection. I think part of the selection is, is 
is you have to have all the stuff available and you still turn it down. Like I could, if I wanted to just do nothing and no, I could probably get welfare and not die. Mm-hmm. Maybe, okay, I'm going against my own argument now. Maybe that's part of the selection is you have to keep yourself tough. Like I, I take a cold shower every morning because I hate it. But if I do something I hate, I can find that I can do things that I dislike less than a cold shower, going to the gym, dieting, let's do a podcast, let's do two podcasts, let's email a guest, let's read an audio or listen to an audio book, shows how smart I am, I read an audio book, I listened to a picture, yeah, it's, I I, I went to Audible and then I read the description, I read the audio book, I read the description, yeah, I listened to a caller and it's like, all right, bud, this is my insane asylum, this isn't a studio, this is padded walls, (laughs) it's, but, is that maybe it selects maybe like natural selection it doesn't need to be planned it just selects for the best and is that part of it is you can if you want there and i know this sounds like such like an edgy like teen thing to say but like there's a reason why it's called like a like a facebook feed or a twitter feed or a youtube feed it's because you are just like a pig at a trough it's your feed you can sit down and you and now with masks, I mean, it really does look like a trough, but you can just sit down and go <laughs> scroll. And in half a second, that thing is gone from your memory forever. And you scroll down again. <laughs> well, they, oh, she's hot. <laughs> I don't I don't think the two are unrelated. Right. So if you if you are the elite portion of this discussion you want a group of people who are a bunch of fucking retards who smart enough are to do your work smart enough right? to do they, your 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 chores yeah. your bottom row they, they'll go work monday to friday and then they'll buy your boat on saturday right because i don't know one of you make boats and uh, then they'll go out and they'll you know, spend a hundred thousand dollars on a speedboat that they could have bought a second fucking house with, uh, and then you know rented that thing out and mortgaged it and bought a third house and rented that out. And the, that person could be turning himself into something, but instead he bought a fucking speedboat. Uh, and so that, if you are the guy who makes the speedboats, is kind of important to you, right? Uh, and this is the thing: is that we have made the ultra rich lifestyle very readily available to the middle class right and the thing that that has actually caused is that the middle class will stay perpetually middle class mm-hmm. um if you go back to 1800s to early 1900s um the East Coast specifically, because it was much more developed during that time than, I mean, specifically during the 1800s uh, than anywhere else. But you can find guys who were general laborers who were out buying houses and then renting them out because that was how they they could go from being just a guy with a hammer uh, to somebody and mm-hmm. something, right? And that was a view that you could... Uh, you know, that guy was going to work his entire life to have a comfortable set of twilight years and his kids were going to be pretty well off. That doesn't exist, right? Oh, oh, man, I would do anything for my kids. Yeah, except actually put in some fucking work to make sure they have a good life. I won't do that. Uh, except, but you will hand them as many Hershey bars as they can suck down their fat fucking face. Exception. My dad rose out of poverty I mean, legitimate would make your jaw drop poverty and raised me and my three brothers 
and put us in wonderful schools and is only just now retiring. Yeah. He's an exception. Well, so people who actually lived in poverty at any point in their lives tend to be the ones who understand this, right? Uh, because, look, if, if you've ever missed a meal for any reason other than, you know, some fad diet bullshit, right? Uh, but if you've ever missed a meal for any poverty-related reason, you know that that shit sucks, right? Mm -hmm. And so you go, well, look, maybe maybe my kid doesn't need to be in the shitty situation where he's going to be missing a meal. Uh, OK, maybe we don't buy him everything in the world, but, you know, let's make sure there's food on the table, roof over the head, that sort of thing. Uh, and then make sure that they're hungry enough to work for stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you've got this kind of shitty school system uh, where, you know, they they give kids fucking everything. Right. Um, you know, if you. If you don't work in school, it doesn't really matter, right? Well, they, they just pass you on anyway. Well, that's why my parents sent us to. I, I mean, I, I legitimately do. I know everyone thinks this, just like everyone thinks that their dog's the cutest dog in the world, and it's like a, it's like a thirty-five-year-old Shih Tzu with one eye. But like, I legitimately do think I, I, I think I objectively had the best parents in the <laughs> world. Super strict, super hard, but enough that yeah, no, we never missed a meal. We always had health care. But it was, and we, we got to, we got, you know, when we were little, we had a Nintendo 64, like we always had Legos, but it was also very like, I mean, like I'm not an exception. Both of my brothers are very, my oldest brother obviously took his life, but he, he was doing graduate research for the air force at Georgia tech and had a smoking hot girlfriend who was a lawyer. Like we all succeeded, but it was, and yeah, we went to private Catholic schools where they, you weren't coddled. If you did poor, it was because you were a, you know, you were a bastard creation and you're sinning against God. Yeah. And then Sister Lorraine would hit you. And mm -hmm. she would. And you know what? I think I think we did all right. The point is, is I don't know what the point is. I think I don't even know where Hardship we're going. Makes greatness. What are you going to do? Yeah. Who gives a shit? You know, I and, think that's another thing, by the way, is that hardship is one of those things that lowers time preference. Right. Um, you know, if you sort of by nature, if you're going through some hard shit, uh, you either give up or you go, okay, well, tomorrow's gonna, uh, I'm gonna do something today during this hardship, and that's gonna make tomorrow better. Benefit tomorrow. Right. And that, by its nature, today blows ass. So we're gonna do something and make tomorrow better is lowering time preference. That's what it's doing, right? <laughs> you're you get to feeling better about whatever shitty thing you're doing today because of how great it can make tomorrow. Give it and that, it, by the way, is the thing that supposedly doesn't fucking exist. Right? You can't lower time preference. Like, well, uh, yeah, you can. We just don't. And by the way, we remove the ability to as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you if you tell your kid, uh, you know, if you don't get up in the morning and make yourself a sandwich for lunch, you ain't going to eat today. Right. Which, by the way, is exactly what my parents told me once I got to be old enough to, you know, make my own lunch. It was all right. This is how you make lunch. This is what you do with it. Uh, and if you don't make your own lunch, you ain't going to eat. And that's how it was. And so you better believe that I learned at a very young age, hey, I like eating, <laughs> right? And so if you do that today, your kid goes to school and they go, oh, my God, little Timmy doesn't have a lunch. We better give him some. And what does that do? That teaches the kid that if he doesn't take care of his responsibilities, somebody will come by and save him, raising time preference. And you get these douchebags who go, 
well, I guess it doesn't matter what I do. Someone will always come by to save me. And for those of you who are out there wondering why you can't fight socialism, it's because you're indoctrinating your kids into it starting about age five. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say probably the most instrumental part of my one of the most instrumental days of my life was August 7th, 2010 on my 20th birthday. I was starting my sophomore year of college, moving into a frat house, was dumber than I'd ever been. And my dad dropped me off and just, you know, said very kindly, but he just said, hey, you, you got three real, three years to the real world. And like that just kind of, that was a splinter in my brain. Yeah. And within about two days is when I stopped drinking and the saga of my life that has become, has come to be known as pre-med Tommy, where I really developed a psychopathic work work ethic it's that it was the best thing in my life now there's also like there's also this is kind of a 180 not really and again i don't know why i assume you have the answers but actually don i do have to pay i know i i have to pay <laughs> i'm gonna come I'll back with my what. question no you stay here don't run away don't leave me i'm just gonna sit here and stare into the camera and smoke all right Again, it would be great if I got up to go to the bathroom and, like, walked behind you. All right, now that he's gone, we're going to discuss the nuclear codes. No, seriously, I don't think I have anything particularly exciting to talk about while he's gone. Uh, cause you know, I've been away from work for a while, which sucks. See, normally if I was on somebody's panel show right now, this is when I'd say we should like broadcast gay porn or something just to get con uh, Tommy kicked off YouTube. But since this will already get kicked off YouTube, I don't know what to do. Hmm. You know what you should do? See, we need it. We need a good good code word here uh just everyone just leave a comment that says unscrupulous just do that his beard is made of silk welcome back i'm sure someone was watching this that that was the important face to face they needed just looking at you i am i am certain it than it is. You were the father to someone just now. Mm. So you know, if you're staring into the monitor and and uh, <clears throat> what's the politically correct term for uh, screwing? For what? Fucking screwing. Sur making love. Surprise. If you're staring into the monitor, making love. Stop it. Someone just loved that. They're like, "Don't the blip." Oh, yeah. He's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, it's um. So and again, right, not, so what's this existential question? Not that you have the answer, but again, I'm just assuming you are. Uh, you have just become the guru sitting on top of the mountain, and it's. I'm like Don. What do you think about Fauci's emails? And you're like, it's like I don't fucking like, dude. I mm. I don't feel good. What are you, Tommy? Hurry up! It's uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, Don. See, with gain of function research and with a billion dollar budget, you're like, Jesus Christ, dude. Mm. So, with this podcast, 
like I have an investor and I'm making enough for three years, making enough a year for three years to get an apartment, food, rent, utility, really not a whole lot left over. Like, and it's the investment that this guy really likes the podcast. He found it early on. Actually, I think one of the episodes he found was with you and me. uh, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he really likes it. He does think it has potential. And so he's investing in it. There's like a little left over each year. And where I am right now is, and again, not that you're fuck, not that you work for Charles Schwab and you're my advisor, but I've been thinking more and more like, I do think I have the potential to take this podcast to the fucking stratosphere. I know, like, I, I went from like retard meathead to getting into like a fantastic medical school. I know when I like hone my mind to something, I can do it, right? I often like do I do I try to get by on the bare minimum and because so in three years kind of, actually it's a lot like college like all right Tom you get three years before the real world <laughs> in three uh-huh. years if this doesn't work I got to go back to the real world probably go work at a liquor store and, but I'll keep podcasting and it'll either succeed or I'll die one of them will happen there's no middle ground part of me is like do I try to live as as low as possible which I already am doing. It's a one-room apartment. It's This is tiny. Do I save enough money that so when the three years are up, I've put enough for maybe a fourth year aside? Or do I invest? And when I say live, I don't mean should I go out and drink. I don't drink. I don't party. I don't do anything. For me, using my money is do I upgrade to a better camera, which I have done. I've, up, you know, I've spent I've spent a lot of fucking money on like sound paneling. I've spent money on a microphone, on lighting, on, on everything. Knowing what that might cost? Yes, you did. Yes, yes. More than I'd like to admit. But. I'm aware. (laughs) Yeah. But I look at it as like, if I'm going to do it, I think it's like what David Goggins said about like breaching doors in like Iraq. He was like, if you're not, he's like, if you're going to do it, fucking do it. You might open the door and just catch a bullet between the eyes. Okay, that sucks. You'll go out as just you fucking legend. If you're not going to do it, don't even join the military. But he's like, don't kind of open the door. Don't do one or the other. It's see, this is. Uh, I've been sorry. I've been beating world. around the bush. I haven't placed like the question, and I think I'm answering my answer question. It or not? I think I'm answering my question. Do I continue to take like the little extra bit of money I have each month, and do I keep trying to invest in in better cameras and, and not? diminishing returns you know find a point make it look as professional as possible use money to buy audiobooks try to find people try to promote shit or do i save that little bit in hopes that i can gain a fourth year of podcasting or do i just open the fucking door and do i just go balls in and not think about what's going to happen in three years do i just grind it now so that it succeeds so wildly that i don't need to buy a fourth year i can make enough that okay now it's good forever not that you have the answer Welcome to the game of risk aversion, right? Fuck. Which is the flip side of time preference. God damn it. So uh, people with parachutes tend not to succeed, right? Um, you okay. Know, you, at least the wildly successful ones didn't have parachutes. You're At some point, you're basically risking it all, and there's nothing you can do about it. Burn the boats uh, if you want to take the island. 
pretty much right right and that's that's the shtick is uh look if the reality of this is at the end you can go well i I had a good three or four years uh sitting on youtube doing uh you know doing some podcasting talking to some interesting people and and now whenever it is i join the rotary club which won't exist uh then you know I'll, i'll have some cool stories about how i talked to the guy who was the first man to walk on the moon or you know the uh, man, dog. get it right sure um, I, I don't know how long your reach is for all I know you've had a you know Aldrin somewhere on this podcast speaking of long reach there might be a guest in this June or July who will be my longest reach yet but go on would you get have Trump on the podcast no I'm trying that's the end goal <laughs> but um, go on but it, it Look, the you know, the, there's a reason that everybody's story in some way, all of the successful people of the world involves. And uh, for about six months, I was sleeping on a friend of mine's couch, and I was still doing this, right? Because look, if you're if you're not willing to go after it at that level, then you're not willing to go after it. It's sort of the you know, for the the look, if you're if you're the guy that joins the military to be admin. Right. And as, as a guy who's very familiar with the term needs of the Marine Corps, which is to say that uh, you can join the military for whatever you want. And it doesn't matter what branch you're in. At some point, they'll come down and go, yeah, so it's very nice that you wanted to do this stuff. You're going to be doing this. Right. Uh, but if you're not joining to do the hardest, craziest shit in the world, you're probably not really there to get after it right you're one of those free college people you're one of the ones that uh look i'm willing to trade four years of active duty militaries for a a bachelor's degree which you can do but stop and and you see these people all the time and i hate them with a fiery red passion uh because it's become sort of a hobby of mine to find all these douchebags on social media who are like i am a Marine Corps veteran, and I know that civilians do not need weapons of war. Oh, right? Them. And there is a universal truth to Ooh. these people. They were not in combat. <laughs> ever. For any reason, right? You know, fucking the first one of these guys that I went and found is he's a, you know, he's, he's a, a diesel mechanic or something right and you know he's for some reason has his his you know, military career probably on linkedin because that's what everybody does and so you go over there and it's no deployments spent his entire time on a base in the united states and uh never did anything of consequence during his time in this guy knows nothing about rifles if he's really lucky he picked one up once every four years probably or once every two years uh it is much more likely right maybe three times in his whole time in the military during which he sat on a range uh and this is the guy who is coming to tell you about uh how he knows so much about firearms there there are random people you'll meet in your life who love guns that know way more about firearms than that guy but he wanted he wants to be able to say well i'm a veteran and i know like eh, look, bitch you don't know anything shut up uh you're a douchebag you're worthless and these are the kinds of people who figure out later on in life that they didn't get up and get after it but they want to use the name of people who did right so you know when the the navy seals come down and they're like "Mm, look man i don't i don't really know if we should just be passing out uh carl gustav to like your your average average person like what are you doing with an 84 millimeter rocket launcher at least you could have some sort of 
reason, reasonable discussion with that guy, right? But the dude who has fired 500 rounds ever, all of which were on a range in the military, has never held a gun outside of that, has no idea what the hell he's talking about. You can't talk to that guy. That guy's over there stealing the reputation of people who actually did big things in an attempt to make his loser life seem like it's worthwhile. And by the way, before anybody asks, no, I was not a SEAL. No, I was not doing anything crazy. Oh my God, Don, you just said you were a loser. No. I was just colorblind. <laughs> so, Dale was, uh, not Dale, Don was Dale's handler. In, yeah, that's how that worked. In the CIA Special Activities Division. Don was exactly. the one meeting them. <clears throat> uh, if, but, if, if Dale says with concern in his eyes that X shouldn't be in the hands of average person, I give it a, a moment's thought. Right. Yeah, I, I might listen to Dale talk about this. Right. But the guy who processed your paperwork and screwed with you for eight hours because it's the only power he's ever had in his life, whenever it is that you move from one base to another, uh, fuck that guy and his thoughts on firearms. Right? Yeah. I don't care about that guy. The people that always say, well, what, you can use your guns to fight back a tyrannical government like you couldn't take the U.S. military. As far as I'm concerned bunch of illiterate farmers from both Vietnam and the Middle East are still holding their own against the full you know, force of the U.S. military. And there's a serious talk to be had there that nobody wants to have, right? No. Um, and <laughs> there is a, you know, you hear again from people who have never been near a battlefield or even read about one like what are you going to do against a drone well, what are you going to do drone san francisco off the face of the earth because if you are i'm not really opposed fuck that city me neither but on the flip side you can't hold san francisco with a drone you can't do it you, and well then they say well uh they would just use nukes the reason why we haven't nuked the world is because there is nothing an empire that would want to use that power, there's nothing to rule over. There, mm -hmm. There's a reason why in the four-year window where we were the only power on Earth with nuclear weapons, 19, July, 6, July 16th, 1945, till uh, August 1949, I think, where we had the only nuclear weapons, there's a reason why we didn't bulldoze the world because there'd be nothing to rule over. And, yeah. oh, what, Tommy, you think everyone should have nukes? Kind of. Because you know what? Giving other countries nukes is what's prevented total war. We've had wars nonstop since August 9th, 1945. We have not had a total war. And that's, a, that's, that's an objective fact that cannot be argued against. Sure, no, we still have no. bad things. Korea, Vietnam, Middle East, Darfur. I mean, I get it. Well, this is uh, the veteran community passes this meme around a ton. Uh, you know, America's at war, and it's it's a picture of somebody doing something wild, right? It's always a guy, you know, manning a 50 or something, right? Uh, and he's firing and all kinds of wild shit's going on. And the picture below that says America's not at war. Uh, the Marine Corps is at war. You know, the Navy's at war. The Army's at war. Uh, America's at the mall, and it's, it's some 400-pound fat bitch, uh, you know, in the mall of America eating a cheeseburger the size of their head. And that is the kind of war we have now right you know there there is no since vietnam there's no draft uh marginally because the powers that be found out that if you have a draft you piss off you frag off everybody you know well no it, right uh, you can't right one volunteer is worth 20 conscripted 
Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, but even even then, you know, you you go back and you talk to the guys from Vietnam, and they're like, you know, people talk about draftees, and yeah, some of them were shit, but you usually couldn't tell the difference. Um, and the problem isn't a military problem. It's a political problem, right? When you have a draft, the populace gets pissed off. It's how we expanded voting rights the very first time in this country is that World War I happened and then everybody came home and they said, okay, that'll be enough of that. If you're going to send me to fucking die, I get a vote and where, right? And that's how we moved from landowners to people who could be drafted. Mm -hmm. So dear women out there who think that you were some horrible victim because you didn't get voting rights, you also didn't get drafted, which was the whole reason to expand from landowners to men. It's like that. Right? It's like that shitty meme. It's like the girl testifying. When has the government ever told you, a man, what you can and can't do with your body? And it's, well, when I was against my will, thrown onto Omaha Beach. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, never. Yeah, never been that big of a deal. Question. But how hmm. how did we even get to this point in the conversation? Uh, discussing. Uh, well, let's see here. We started with with time preference. We moved on to risk assessment, uh, and then Ooh. what amounts to going all uh, in on a podcast? What? How do we go from there? Douchebags trying to steal somebody else's thunder. Yeah, but I'm I'm just trying, and I never do this. I never try to reverse engineer podcasts because I just don't care how they get to this point. But I'm actually <laughs> I'm kind of confused because we're talking about going all in on the podcast, the Elon Musk, the sleeping on the couch, and then there was just like a like a cut in space time. There's like a splice, like the missing frames of the Zapruder film. And now all of a sudden we're talking about military memes. There actually mm. is just a blackout. So the, uh, whether or not you can, well, how it is that you can get around to having a war without upsetting the general populace is the, the tie that you're looking for, right? Because you can't upset the general populace too much. And this is right on back to high time preference, right? Um, if everyone in the country thought their brothers, uncles, and fathers were about to die every time that we had a policing action, we wouldn't have policing actions. If everyone in the country thought their brothers, uncles, uh, you know, fathers, what have you, were about to die every time we said we're going to invade X, we wouldn't do it. And it's basically that simple. Mm -hmm. uh, is if there's an impersonal cost, everyone is willing to pay it, right? Uh, you know, it's where you get the, the phrase tax the rich from. The rich are generally not out there saying tax the rich, and the rich that are are out there saying tax everybody else, right? Um, and, you know, every now and again, you get a, a Warren Buffet running out going, well, I should have to pay more taxes. Like, bitch, just start writing the government a check for a million dollars a year. They'll take it. They'd take a payment from an aardvark. You just don't actually want to pay them more money, which basically tells you everything you need to know, right? Uh, oh, we need a more complicated tax code. What does that do? It stops people from, you know, we, we need a, a higher tax rate, but a more complicated tax code. Okay, well, as long as you can afford a quarter million dollar a year tax attorney, then who cares how complicated the tax code is or how high the taxes are? You pay that guy a quarter million dollars a year. He saves you $5 million in Buffet's case, probably $500 million, right? You don't actually pay the taxes and everyone 
who's coming up from nothing now has to be able to hire a quarter million dollar a year tax attorney to be able to compete with you. You just secured your place as king forever. When when someone like Warren Buffett comes out and says that, right, you always see just like the circle jerk meme, I pay more taxes than my secretary, and it's yes, queen. There's always an ulterior motive. When mm-hmm. someone worth that much – and hey, I'm all for it. This isn't even – nobody should be worth that much money. I have every intention of, of being a part of the billionaire elite, and you'll know that when I just disappear because I'll just – I'll have achieved it and I'll be gone. Some Elysium shit. I'll be up in orbit jerking off in zero gravity. I have great news. At the rate that inflation looks like it's coming, we'll all be part of the billionaire elite. It'll be the quadrillionaires that are the expense, uh, the, the rich ones. Point being, yeah, it always seems like there's an ulterior motive. Right when when Bill Gates puts on a, a pink sweater vest and gives a talk somewhere, he's not he's not do, just doing that. You know, when we give weapons to Saudi Arabia, we're not doing it because it seems like a good financial move. There's some war game plan in some folder somewhere that says it's beneficial if Saudi Arabia uses our weapons because that means that technically that's just another cache of our weapons that we could go seize. It's like why Air Force One is the 747 and Airbus A380 because the 747 has been flying for so long. There are backup and replacement pieces at every airport in the world, thus making the entire chain of airports in the world essentially all backup landing places for Air Force One. Yep. Right? That's that's the beauty of 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 the of CIA special activity CIA special activities division where Dale and Ted I were in. It's all about just using the weapons that the locals use. You don't need your high-speed fucking $90 million compass 9000 gun when they're trained on just anything to pick up. Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, – and it's not perfect, but uh, as long as you are using relatively similar weapons uh, – not you know bottom feeding magazines kind of relatively similar pistol grip um vague rifle format right if you could shoot one you can basically shoot them all and and someone is some very smart nerd somewhere is gonna dog this one weapon doesn't work the same. yeah not that one but all the rest of them work the same in very, very serious ways to, you know, if you can fire an M16, you can fire an AK-47. No, you can't fire the same distance. No, you can't do a handful of things. No, it's not precisely the same weapon for all of you gun autists out there. But if someone is standing 30 feet away from you trying to kill you, it doesn't matter if there's an M16 or an AK-47 in your hand. You will be able to kill them. And so as long as you can keep the weapons in the same general function like that, even if it's not precisely the same that's really what matters let's take some bets for for 2020 and then we'll wrap this bitch up because i need to go take uh, a massive dump my first bet is that it's over you think you're fucking smart don't you <laughs> you're coming here with that attitude that's why you're chained in the basement because you start to win me over and then words hurt don and you come at I me do. with some more. I saw a billboard the other day, and it was like, jerk, fatty, stupid, lazy. And it said, these are all words that hurt, and they and they hurt me. And it was like, words hurt. Stop bullying. The first, invo- jerk. <laughs> the first involuntary thought that popped in my head was, 
fag. <laughs> exactly. If you put a kid in a bubble and he never interacts with microbes in the world, he's going to have no immune system. If you yeah, don't, well AIDS. I know, right? If you don't give anyone, if you never, if no one ever gets to be called anything, well, then I don't need a gun to take over. I'm just going to walk into your town and go. You guys are all overweight. They're gonna go. They're gonna implode. Can you believe? You? I don't need a standing army. Yeah. For bets for 2021, because you're a smartass who apparently doesn't want his his serving of food tonight, so you will go hungry. Well, fatty, gotta have a diet plan. You it. are in my basement, goddammit, and you'll get out when I say so. Is are we yes, gonna queen. see anything? <laughs> yes, queen. Are we gonna see anything with UFOs, or is this just are we being strung along? To, to think that the Pentagon's actually going to say anything, am I just the fucking, am I Charlie Brown going to kick the football thinking that the powers that be that have been lying since the dawn of time? Oh, yeah, no, build the pyramids. It's, trust me, it's in your best interest. Are we actually going to see anything? Or are we at a turning point in human history where perhaps it, it, the aliens are making themselves known and there's nothing else to do but try to get out in front of it? Again, well, not that you have and the answer. Anything is a, anything is a really low bar right because i mean technically speaking we've already seen anything something has already happened there's already been a general uh from the air force come out and say oh yeah totally real what i mean is like uh, not a nothing burger do we actually get the announcement of the president saying you know in the course of all of humanity we have always looked to the stars and it's holy shit here it is here we go is that is it there's a great book called AD after disclosure and it's a hypothetical how would this happen it's like the markets would close they'd, they'd shut down the banks to stop a run on the banks they'd pre-deploy the National Guard but yeah something like hard that. no okay um, and okay. I, I think I've told you to read this before because we talk about aliens a strangely large amount yeah uh, at least for me but go read Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End oh yeah I know you told uh, me to, I haven't yet and it, it's it's like 200 pages and in paperback of little tiny format. It's an afternoon worth of free. Well, I believe that never learned. Um, No less. I imagine it's an audio book somewhere. You know, Clark's a big enough author. Uh, But the, the premise of that is good, which is to say, if there's, there's aliens, it's going to take a bunch of years before we see anything particularly exciting. Uh, Though the premise of that book was also that aliens held the shape of the devil as we uh you know uh, historically have looked they horns and a forked tail and all this other kind of shit um but you know people wouldn't be accepting until they decided that uh the aliens were beneficial in some fashion and if political history means anything it's that we'll introduce an idea and we'll sit on it for half a decade and then suddenly that idea will become a reality uh, and the more unpalatable the idea, the longer the timeline. So there are some things that uh, socialized medicine, the the advent of its proposal in this country, lost somebody in election, uh, lost 49 states, right? Is we were, we were going to, uh, or something like that. I, I forget the exact numbers, but it's by a giant margin. And the cited reason was, well, he said he wanted to do socialist things and we're not a socialist country. And here we are, I think that was in the 50s, here we are about 70 years later, and now we're not discussing whether or not there should be socialized medicine, but what it should look like, right? And the reality of that was the idea needed to be in the American public consciousness 
long enough mm-hmm. that a the generation that hated it died because that generation is effectively dead uh at least the voting generation right uh and b that it is not so foreign that uh people recoil from it immediately mm-hmm. and since the vast majority of people alive today have grown up known lived with there there are no aliens it's only the people with the tinfoil hats who hang you know live in in a uh rv outside of area 51 who really believe this and yeah some of us talk about it and uh you know wouldn't it be cool if there were aliens but that's the end of it um and by the way that's a sign of how long this has been sitting around public consciousness but even still they're real and that we know them uh, to be real needs to be around in the public consciousness before anybody will say, here they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just, they're inoculating us right now. Just, you got it. So I think, so we'll probably see a little more of something this summer when they, whenever that reports do. Yeah. And then it will be, it'll be another five to 10 years of, Maybe every 18 months, there's a new video. They'll slowly increase the resolution of the video too, so yeah. it's, so it's less uh, so it's less absurd, uh, so it's less abstract. So somebody, being as you know, there is very obviously cameras that can do this currently. Somebody will release the the 2021 4K video of the alien that they had dinner with, you know, in like 2030, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, the supposedly there was a the 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 head of the Jewish Air Force said, "Oh yeah, not only are there aliens, yeah, but there is indeed a federation of planets." Yeah. <laughs> right? Which is weird because that's what uh, who is it? Lord Lord Admiral Admiral Lord Hellier of Canada, who was like the he-, he was like a whatever the fuck their equivalent is of like a five star or whatever. He came out. Like two years ago, and just very matter of fact, it was like, oh yeah, we've been being visited by thousands of years right now. The powers of the world are in contact with about four different civilizations, just nonchalantly. Um, maybe you know, but it, it's hard to tell uh, because one, crazy people exist, and we we put them in positions of power. And if, if you don't believe that, just start reading more about people in positions of power. A whole ton of them are fucking absolutely nuts um, in non-debatable ways. Uh, not whether or not there's aliens, but, you know, whether whether or not their couch is trying to eat them kind of shit, um, which maybe they're not nuts and there are aliens and the aliens are in the couch that's trying to eat them. And they've just really been trying to tell us this whole time. I think Maybe this, it is debatable. I, I don't know. I think this podcast has run its course. <laughs> Could be, uh, but look, the, you know, the, this is <coughs> this is the problem. Is that certainly it to give you an idea when in the United States when we decided that the Senate should be elected by the people, we got rid of the idea of better men uh, and we really only got rid of it from the public consciousness, right? And the the premise of the better men idea is that you do select capable people who are going to go out there and be elites, who are going to do intelligent things. And when you do that, you get rid of uh, a whole lot of selection bias, right? When you say, yeah, just turn the, the Senate into another house, another group of people who are 
running out screaming about what they're going to do for my people. Uh, and that changes the kind of person who fills that position. And we've basically done that all over the world where no longer do we have a, a selection of you get people who are voted in by the people, which is, you know, uh, what your, your state legislatures were. And then those people select someone who's going to be good for whatever it is they're actually doing. Right. Uh, and, and it doesn't, you know, it, it will but it's basically being elected by the people anyway. No, it isn't. And it's not even kind of the, the incentives are very different and you, you get a lot more of if there are people out there who think that aliens exist, the Senate is now much more likely to say that aliens exist than they were when they were elected by the states as opposed to by the people. And it's, it's a very small thing. But again, we've done it everywhere. You know, the, the House of Lords is no in, you know, Britain is much more the same way now. Uh, they're they're not quite so. um uh, distinguished, I guess. They're no longer, uh, you know, now that they're accountable to the people more than they used to be, and on and on and on this goes, right? And so you get more more circus, more dumb shit, and that makes it harder to weed out who is, uh, who's just saying shit because it's popular and who's saying shit because it's true. Side note, why is my stomach grumbling so much? Do I need Tums? You might, uh, and you know, I'm not hungry. Learn accordingly. Yeah, should I be using Tom's? Because my it hasn't it never does this, but it's been doing this for like the last week. Just like ah, ah, ah. I don't know if you could hear it. Like, like this whole episode's been grumbling. Uh, I can't, but uh, supposedly there's some sort of cold that's going on going around that's pretty fucking terrible. That uh, for a while there, everybody thought I had. But apparently I don't, which is nice, I guess. Um, so maybe it's just that. Or AIDS. Could be AIDS. Uh, you know, quit uh, quit sucking dick in truck stop bathrooms. You won't have that problem. Well, stop going on road trips with me. I can't. <laughs> You're chained to my leg. Uh, well, then. I, I'll get banned if I upload this video, right? Probably. We touched on vaccines and the election. Well, I'll tease them with the first 10 seconds. Don, for all your listeners, when are you coming back, or is that not an answer you can give yet? I don't know. Uh, one way or another, sometime over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start producing content again. Fair enough. Um, you're, uh, you're my my pilot episode to see if I can sit here and talk for more than 20 minutes hey, without fucking dying. And apparently I can, which is good. Uh, but there's a decent possibility that I spend another at least week only producing short form content because I can feel the shit that hurts starting to hurt. Yeah. Uh, which is not a good sign for producing long form content. Yeah. Just take it slow, dude. It's no rush. Anyone that says it's a rush. Well, they don't know that we're CIA and we do. Exactly. We, I made a hoodie. I showed you what would James Jesus Angleton do? Mm-hmm. What would you do? Speaking of which, you should buy uh, you should buy Tommy's merch with my face on it. Oh yeah, that one. There's I I make exactly zero sense on it. It's it's, <laughs> it's called the No Profit Profit, and it's Don as Ayatollah Don, and um, that shirt I think it's like seven bucks. 
I literally, <laughs> I literally just want people to be able to get the shirt so that there are pictures of you out there as Ayatollah <laughs> Dawn. There's no financial interest in this for me. There's nothing even related to my podcast on it. This is purely, I'm just pushing propaganda for Dawn. Pictures of my ugly face being more prominent. It's beautiful. <laughs> Fuck you. It's gorgeous. That's just because you're distracted by the beard. Who cares? It is what it is. <laughs> it's all it's all beauty. All right. Well, let's wrap this bitch up. And uh, if I am feeling lovely, I will release Dawn back into the wild. But I might keep him chained to my leg for another couple more weeks because I get off on the power. So. Uh, well, that's important. It is. Important. Know thyself and seek self-improvement. Yes. And uh, and use your friends as captive fleshlights, which is what I'm doing with Dawn. Of course. <laughs> All right. All right, big dog. I'll see you, man. Catch you later. Peace. Recording stopped. Oh, shut up. <laughs>